the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Break every chain. Compulsive behaviors and addictions have long been a pandemic in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. God wants everyone to walk out of the darkness and into His marvelous light. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Hello, this is Pastor John Allworth. I'm coming to you remotely today. Welcome to Recovery Radio Houston. It's good to be with everybody. I want to talk to you today about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, it's just been Pentecost Sunday, this past Sunday, and, uh, the Holy Spirit is essential to our Christian walk, and it's also essential to recovery. It's essential to all of us. Uh, uh, Jesus said to his disciples at the time of, of his ascension, he said that he would not leave us as orphans and that he would give us a helper and that it would be to our advantage for him to leave and for the helper to come. And that must have been pretty amazing to have heard from from uh, the disciples who have just witnessed Jesus uh, performing miracles and uh, healing people, opening the blinded eye, uh, resurrecting people from the dead, Lazarus from the dead, and a little girl, and, and doing all these wonderful things. And they must have looked at him like, uh, they didn't know what in the heck he was talking about. But those of us who have been born again and have been baptized in the Holy Spirit know exactly what Jesus was talking about and uh, how important that day of Pentecost was uh, to to all of us. And this we just passed, as I said, Pentecost Sunday. So we're going to talk today about what a marvelous, wonderful time the day of Pentecost is. There are three important dates in Christian history, the most three important dates, in my opinion. And that is, of course, Christmas, when Jesus was born, uh, the crucifixion and resurrection Sunday, uh, when Jesus died for our sins and then was resurrected to give us the promise of eternal life in the day of Pentecost. Uh, I joke with, with the church, uh, I'm always joking about the Big Bang, because it is 
somewhat silly to me. The scientific theory that uh, says that there was a Big Bang and there was a one atom. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what the theory is. And that that exploded, and that's what started the universe, rather than God creating everything that you see. God's presence is manifest in everything you see, uh, from the beautiful mountains in, in, of Colorado to the beautiful uh, lakes that we have here in Houston. And uh, it's manifest in every single thing we see. Um, but in any event, I have kind of changed my mind as I joke with the church that the Big Bang was real, and it happened on Pentecost Sunday. <laughs> so uh, th- that was a, a mighty thing uh, when when the Holy Spirit manifested itself. And, you know, we have an internal battle, and whether or not we are in recovery or just in our Christian walk, just living in the church, there's an eternal battle between uh, the flesh and the spirit, and we need the Holy Spirit and because when we go through this battle, uh, life throws all kinds of stuff at us. And there's right now, especially, uh, there is a battle between uh, the flesh and the spirit, and there are all kinds of uh, things coming at us: uh, wars and rumors of wars and and division and things that the enemy's throwing at us. And we have all these problems with uh, economic problems and depression and anxiety and, and all these things. And, and on our own, we just, we just can't navigate this earth. And uh, we get burned out. Some people call it burnout. But we need a certain energy. We need the helper. We need the Holy Spirit in order to continue to navigate everything that life throws at us. It's absolutely essential. So, uh, Jesus said, as I said in, in, in John chapter 16, he said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you in John sixteen seven. And the helper is another name for the Holy Spirit. And you should circle in your Bible the word advantage here. It was the disciples' advantage that Jesus goes away. And it wasn't just their advantage, it's our advantage today. And without the Holy Spirit, how in the world possibly could we navigate everything we we, uh, face in this life? You know, there's a wonderful story called The Cross and the Switchblade. And there's a man named uh, David Wilkerson. Many of you may have read this story. And he was in a small church in Pennsylvania, and he got nudged by the Holy Spirit that he needed to go to New York City. And uh, he packed everything up, and he moved to New York, and he began ministering to people on the streets. And he was guided by the Holy Spirit, and he was helped by the Holy Spirit. He was encouraged by the Holy Spirit. And David Wilkerson used to just pray over gang people, drug addicts, all kinds of people that he encountered on the streets of New York. And we saw people delivered. He saw people delivered on the spot through the Holy Spirit. And that's just such a marvelous, powerful thing. That, you know, Teen Challenge, which has to do with recovery, which has places all over the United States, still exists because of David Wilkerson. And we've got Nikki Cruz, who's still preaching the gospel of God, who was a gang member, 
who David Wilkerson, you know, ministered to on the street. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. We see the miracle of the power of the Holy Spirit today. We see it uh, living out uh, David Wilkerson's, you know, Holy Spirit today. So, you know, the day of Pentecost was an incredible day in the life of the Church. It's really the Church's birthday the modern church's birthday, because the church formed and spiritual power was made possible when the Holy Spirit came to indwell in the life of every believer. This is Recovery Radio Houston, and we need the power of the Holy Spirit to recover. You know, I've seen people that are delivered on the spot. Jesus, we serve a God of deliverance. And, and Jesus can deliver people on the spot. Now, for most of it, it's a little bit harder work. It's a process. Uh, we recover over time, but we need the Holy Spirit at every step of the way. And uh, the day of Pentecost, of course, means 50. And uh, they had been celebrating Pentecost for a long time because they celebrated the, the day that the, they painted their doors uh, with red, and and the angel sent from the Lord passed them by and saved the firstborn of Israel. Uh, and it's no accident that the Holy Spirit came fifty days after after Jesus uh, ascended. You know, Jesus is Jesus had a, a powerful ministry. If we read through uh, different parts of the body, the book of, of the of the Bible, Luke and John and and Acts, the forty days that he, uh, after his resurrection, before he ascended, uh, that was a powerful time, uh, a powerful time of instruction. And he told his disciples, he breathed on them and said, "Peace be with you." In the book of John, and he said. Going to Jerusalem, he said, peace to you, in John twenty twenty one, As the Father has sent me, I also, also send you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit, John twenty twenty one. And they had to wait ten more days after he ascended. We don't have to wait anymore. That was a lonely time, the time from Jesus' departure, his ascension into heaven, until the, the day of Pentecost, those ten days, where they all waited and prayed in one place, and and then the power of the Holy Spirit came. We don't have to do that as believers anymore. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we've got the Holy Spirit indwelling within us. And that's such a wonderful, marvelous thing that that we have that. Let's see what my text says. I have one. I'm on. Okay. Just wanted to confirm that. All right. I hope you can hear the excitement in my voice as I talk about the Holy Spirit coming. And I just, can you imagine being in that room? I want to read through Acts chapter 2. And and again, if you're tuning in and you're wondering, what does this have to do with recovery? It has everything to do with recovery. You know, I talk on this program about the 12 steps and how powerful those are, those 12 steps of recovery. And the reasons they're powerful is because they're biblical principles. That's why they're powerful. Not because man made them or because there's something magical about 12 
steps, it's not because of that. It's because they're biblical principles. And the reason that the biblical principles are so powerful in recovery is because when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that's the first and main step. Then we have the power of the Holy Spirit to help us along our way. And we must have the power. We must, and when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we're baptized, we're baptized into the Holy Spirit. And so many believers just don't understand how powerful that is. And people that have walked the walk that I have walked, that have walked the recovery walk, that have been delivered out of the darkness and into his marvelous light, and have relied upon and been encouraged and guided by the Holy Spirit, understand how powerful this is. And I want to point out something. You know, Jesus wants to come back for a church that is without spot or blemish. Not, not, not a world, but a church that is without spot or blemish. And in order to do that, we all have to be together. It is so sad to me when we in the church argue over small theological differences, argue over control, argue over power. When we look at on the day of Pentecost and how the Lord came to indwell in all believers how the early church was, we have, with this Holy Bible, we have an open book test about how to live life. And let's look how the church was gathered in that early time. I'm reading from Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Can you imagine the power of the church to deliver people, to to serve as Jesus' hands and feet, to be God's co-workers if we were all in accord and in one place? That's where power becomes. You know, if I, for example, I'm involved in ministry at the Open Door Mission, if I go into the Open Door Mission by myself and minister to the men there who God is transforming their lives. That's helpful. But when I take a team of men and when I break every chain and we go in there and we talked about that last, there were seven guys at the service who go in with me and we go in there together on one accord and we can minister to seven times as many guys. It's so much more powerful. Just look at what Jesus did with 12 people, 12 ordinary men. Well, minus one, but 12 ordinary men that he gathered together. And then the ripple effect that it's had across our country, across the world, as the gospel of love and peace and hope has spread across the world. Well, this early church, there were 120 of them gathered, and they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one set as a fire, and one set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they were dwell they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused, because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galatians? And how is it that we hear, each in our own language, in which we were born, Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, 
Fergia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya, adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and Propholites, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. And so they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, Whatever could this mean? Others mocking said they are full of new wine. This was power. This was a demonstration of a miracle. And this enabled Peter. You know, we talked earlier about how the resurrection, the resurrection turned the disciples, the 12 disciples, or 11 disciples from, you know, huddling, scared, you know, hiding in Jerusalem until they saw the resurrected Christ. And that gave them the courage to go out and preach the gospel no matter what the consequences were. Well, this miracle of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and the manifestation of God at that point in time gave the early church the power, despite the persecution that they were under, despite all they were facing, to go out and face the consequences and to go out and peace to preach the gospel of love and peace. And right now, the Holy Spirit, if you're struggling, if you're under the bondage of addiction, or if you have a loved one who's under the bondage of addiction, or if you're struggling with depression or anxiety or pride or jealousy or envy or whatever it may be, whatever bondage you may be under, the Holy Spirit there is to gu- there to guide you, to give you the courage, to give you the encouragement, to give you the power to march through whatever it is you're facing. Because without that Holy Spirit, we're lost. And so the indwelling of the Holy Spirit is just one of the most marvelous gifts that God could have possibly have given us. It's what a marvelous thing. And we see the manifestation of God's power in this verse. We see the manifestation of speech. The word glossa is used here. You know, many of us believers... We pray in the Spirit. We pray in another tongue, but this was different right now. This was the power to, to speak in a language that you've never spoken before and to be understood by anyone. So here was a Greek speaking impeccable Latin, others speaking fluent Egyptian. I mean, there were 17 to, different, to 19 different localities mentioned here in dialogues. We have the manifestation of sight. Verse 3 didn't say it was fire. It said it was as fire. It was a symbol. Fire speaks to us of the power of the Holy Spirit. Fire is a purifier. It cleanses. And if you're under the bondage of addiction, you can be cleansed by the fire, by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what it speaks to us today. All these centuries later, 2,000 years later, the Holy Spirit is alive and well, and it's ready to cleanse you. It's ready to give you the power to walk through your addiction and out of your addiction, or whatever it is you're facing. Because, as I like to tell my congregation, we're all recovering from something. It's not just alcohol and drugs. We are all recovering from something. We're all going. Jesus said we'd always have trials and tribulations in this life. You need the power of your, the Holy Spirit. If you're out there and you're lost, and for some reason you just happen to be listening to this radio station, and you're missing something in your life, what you're missing is the Holy Spirit, because God has given it to us as a marvelous, wonderful gift. There's a manifestation of sound. It doesn't mean it was wind. It sounded like wind. 
and wind, is the sound, it was the symbol of the presence of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had arrived to do a work, a new work, in the people of God. You know, the wind is incomprehensible, invisible, irresistible, and invigorating. You know, there are many things that are real that we cannot see. Some skeptics, you know, that's where we get the expression, doubting Thomas, have to see and touch things themselves to believe it. you see the wind? No, you don't. Do you see the bacteria? Do you see viruses? We've been under a pandemic with COVID. Do you see COVID? No, there are many things that we see that we can't see that are very real, like the wind. The miracle, though, wasn't in the wind. It wasn't in fire. It wasn't in tongues. Some say it was. But that wasn't the real miracle. Those things were temporary and passing. The real miracle was that people got saved. That is, Peter came out and preached as though he were on fire with the power of the Holy Spirit, and 3,000 were saved immediately. That was the great miracle, a lasting miracle. You know, when we witness the non-believers and we speak and they begin to see the truth of the gospel, maybe because they see the glory of God through your life, you tell them about how good Jesus was. It is the Holy Spirit that is guiding you and telling you what to say to these people. And it is the Holy Spirit that is entering their minds and their hearts and really doing the convincing. We're just the hands and feet. We're just servants. We're just being obedient. It is the Holy Spirit that has the power to tell someone the truth, to show them the truth of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, to show them the truth of the power in their lives. So what a marvelous thing that the Holy Spirit is. What a wonderful gift Jesus was indeed telling the truth when he said, it is to our advantage that he left. I mean, it would be wonderful if Jesus was with us today. But there could only be one Jesus in one place. And the Holy Spirit indwells in each and every believer across the world. What a wonderful, wonderful thing. You know, if you want to know more about the, the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit, I'd start with John chapters 14, 15, and 16. In John chapter 14, we see that Jesus told his disciples that it would help his disciples do what he did in greater ways. Verse chapter 14, verse 12. That he they would come another helper, continuing his work, verse 16. It would indwell in believers and guide them into all truth, chapter 17. It would reveal to believers the work of Christ in the world, verse 17. It would ensure the disciples were not left as orphans, 18. Uh, it would teach the disciples, apostles, all things and remind them of his teachings, 26, verse 26. It would bring peace that overcomes natural fears or trouble, verse 27. I want to close very quickly. This, this went by really quick on the telephone, let me tell you. Uh, I want to close with one of my favorite passages of the Bible, which is Acts chapter 2, verse 40 through 47. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them. This is Peter being saved from this corrupt generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and the breaking of bread, and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done to the apostles. Now all who believed were together, 
and had all things in common? Could we all get together, church, a power that we could harness if we were all together and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among them as anyone had need? So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they all ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Church, let's come together. We have the power to lead people out of addiction, to lead people into the kingdom of God, to bring them to God Almighty, to show them that Jesus came to have so that they could have life abundantly. That's the power of the church, all in one place and in one accord. Well, I want to invite everybody to New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, uh, this Sunday at 6 p.m., Sunday nights in the Heights. We're going to have a great time. We're going to have uh, we're going to be joyous in the Lord. We're going to praise and worship Him, and uh, we're going to welcome you, and we're going to be encouraging, and we'd love to have you. Um, you know, I... I like to say that we love you at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, but God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.